When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, first of all, they've, they've got a, a, a very aggressive scheme. I mean, they, they do a great job with how they scheme you. And then there are multiple groups. I think, I think we have them for like 28 different personnel groups, you know, they, and they go fast. They're really good at tempo when you, even when they're not in no huddle. So they, they send their group in fast. They make your defensive coaches communicate it to your players, and then your players have to be able to adjust on the field. To another edition of Real Bucks Talk Podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez, as always. Yep, it's going to be an interesting game because there's probably going to be lots of rain, and that could mean a couple of things. It could be either rain as far as actual rain on the field, or it could be passing all over the field as far as Drew Brees and Jameis Winston. It will be, uh, it should be a fun one, but that's our next opponent uh, against the Orleans Saints at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, Saints are looking to get revenge after week one, and the Bucks are just trying to keep their hopes alive of trying to get a winning season and also try to sneak into the playoffs. Mark, I think this game is, I don't know, it's going to be, I go into every week, I guess, and it's like, I don't know what to expect from the Bucks because they always surprise me, it seems, like the last two weeks. Can they do it three times in a row? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they either over-surprise or they underwhelm you terribly. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's always fun game. They always make it interesting. That's that's the good part about it. Like, you, you hate them and you love them because they're like, holy crap, they can do so well at times. Then you're like, why the hell are you coming back just to upset me because you're going to only lose by seven? Mm-hmm. I mean, but every team knows that. Like, the Bucks just don't give a crap. I, I heard that on a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. they you don't want to play them because their offense is so good, but their defense sucks. Then their defense steps up. It's like, who are they? Mm-hmm. They, they don't really know, but they, they don't give a shit. They're just going to go out there and try pretty much hard every game. Mm-hmm. And that's what you like to see. Um, but looking at the game, the Saints, obviously everyone knows what they have. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer already. Um, but the Cowboys showed you the blueprint of how to beat them. Mm-hmm. And can we do that? Our defensive line's playing pretty good as of right now, and we have big guys in the middle that can push the pocket and force the lineman to back up into Drew Brees' face, and then our edge players, NASA JPP, are playing on another level too. Mm-hmm. So, And then Levante David as well, a good blitzing linebacker. We have the pieces. Can we execute it? Like how Cutter was saying, they have so many personnel uh, groupings. They have like 28. Mm-hmm. And they're really fast. They're just quick, and they get it out there because they know what they have to do. Will our defense be able to communicate fast enough? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing good the past few weeks, but, yeah, like you said, can we make it three in a row? Yeah. I, you know, I look at it's 
it's quite the comparison. You look at both teams, like the Bucks started off 2-0. and You look at the Saints, they lose to us, but then they reel off 10 straight. You know, the Bucks go through, you know, their typical ways of, you know, digging themselves in a hole. And then, you know, finally going into December, it looks like we're trying to or starting to piece things together and starting to become a more complete team as far as, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. So it's just interesting to see how the two teams have, uh, you know, got to this point. Obviously, the Saints are, I mean, they're on their way. I mean, they could be. Uh, they could be right there in the Super Bowl, you know, at the end of the year. They're that talented, uh, well-coached. Uh, again, they, they won 10 straight before they lost to the Cowboys last week. The Cowboys – And they lost by three. Yeah, lost by three. They, you know, played in close games, and they usually – they come out on top. But last week, you know, Cowboys are just on a roll right now. Uh, defensively, uh, they were stout. Like, mm-hmm. basically what they did against the Saints is – pretty much what you have to do but not many teams can match what they did because of the personnel that they have uh it's going to be tough because the cowboys have two linebackers that are just extremely <laughs> athletic extremely fast and van Esch and jalen smith and they covered a lot of ground basically they played pretty much cover three cover one and that was pretty much it as an aggressive an aggressive they def- didn't back up yeah, I think they blitzed only two times in that game, if I'm not mistaken. So what they did is they just allowed their front four to, you know, get pressure after Breeze. Again, like Mark said, it's going to be important for our defense to get pushed up the middle and get Breeze off his spots. You saw, you know, in that game where he got off his spots, he was throwing a lot of incomplete passes, a lot of balls that were in the dirt or, you know, just off target. So, yeah, it was a great game plan by Dallas. Uh, their offense probably could have been a little bit better as far as scoring efficiency. That's going to be key for our offense as far as scoring in the red zone. Uh, it seemed like they were able to move the ball, but then once they got down there, the Saints were very tough to uh, put up touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's stay on the, the Saints' offense, mm-hmm. how to slow down Drew Brees. You're not going to stop him, especially we didn't do that at all the first game. Right. Um, I would say primarily, yeah, getting Drew Brees' face. I put up a – I got a lot more videos put up, but – um, Nassib, the stunt inside, we've been using it a lot. Mm-hmm. That the Cowboys did it a lot, and it worked a lot right. against them. And Drew Brees couldn't set his feet, couldn't push his uh, legs through the throw. He couldn't, he couldn't set. So I think we can do that with our length and our size that we have um, at, on the D line. I mean, we, we can probably manufacture the same thing, similar to it. I would hope. I mean. And Andres Pete, is that his name? Mm-hmm. He's a big boy, but he's not that laterally. He doesn't move laterally well. So yeah. that that's something I think they should attack. I think mm-hmm. Gerald McCoy, like I said, McCoy and Nassib could kind of stunt back and forth and do pretty well against that. Not to mention what JPP can do on the other side like Lawrence did. Mm-hmm. And I think Vita Vea can – I hope he shows up just like he's been doing it and has another productive day. But, um, yeah, just you can't stay back and let Kamara run all over you. They were aggressive. They just ran up on him mm-hmm. and let, made him run into each other. Like, they, they used that five-yard bump accurately. Like, mm-hmm. They didn't allow these quick little screens. Then, like I put this, don't allow the short shit. Mm-hmm. You can't allow Drew Brees an easy two-yard pass that goes for 15 yards. Because yeah. we saw last year, we saw this year, they just want to do a little screen pass. And have their get away with their guys getting blocked blocks in the back, which we never get away with. <laughs> Just because you're the Saints, you get away with it. I hate that, mm-hmm. but I mean that's what they do. They they organize it. They think they block it perfectly. I think the NFL allows it. 
It's so much horse shit that you can see it in the damn TV. Mm -hmm. I mean, just stuff like that. Like, don't allow it the easy pass. That's all the Cowboys did. Yes, their linebackers are insane. Vander Esch, his damn neck is the size of my waist. And he's a freak. He's like 6'5", 260. He can move. That is true. And Jalen Smith, a freak again. Like, we wanted him bad. If he didn't have his ACL thing, he yeah. would have been yeah, a, the, a top five pick probably. He yeah, was with the, Miles Jack. Yeah, he had the nerve issue in his foot. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So they, they've got athletes at linebacker. Yeah, we only have Levante David right now. The other two, Taylor, he, he, he's doing all right. I mean, he's Taylor's, athletic enough. Ta- Taylor's fast. Yeah. Yep. And our, we're getting... Ooh, no, our secondary is <laughs> still under the weather. But, yeah. I mean, it is it is possible, especially with the confidence that they're playing with, at least to slow them down, Yeah, especially with our D-line. That's my two cents. No, I agree. I, I think you look at what Dallas did, and that's, you know, Mark makes a great point. you got to cut off the, the short stuff because that's what, you know, Drew Brees and the Saints live on. Uh, also, running game is going to be critical. We have to be able to stop the run. I think that's what the Cowboys did. They stopped the run very well, and they limited them to like three yards or less. What they did is force Drew Brees into third and long situations. I think their third down average was about third and seven. So if you can do that, you put them in you know bad situations. Basically, what you have to do is flood the short the short zones, like pretty much the the flats and the middle of the field is basically where they attack. Cowboys did a great job of just playing press, and they they pretty much had everybody in that in that area, and made Drew Brees either go down the field or you make Brees beat him beat you by himself, which means you know moving it in the pocket, making throws on the run, stuff like that. That's what the Bucks need to do. Uh, it'll be interesting. Again, like Mark said, our secondary is still a little bit banged up. We have uh, Brent Grimes and MJ Stewart returning this week, so that'll be interesting. Your favorite, Brent Grimes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how you know they interact and how they play with the new guys in there. Ryan Smith and Devonta Harris, I'm sure, hopefully will get you know playing time. It'll be interesting to see who they play as far as those two on the other side, as far as Ryan Smith or Devonta Harris, um, opposite of Brent Grimes, because I'm I'm sure he's going to be starting. And then in the slot will be interesting. Do they play Elliott or do you go back to Stewart in the slot? And also, will Stewart see some safety time as well? So yeah, I saw that. So that'll be that'll be something to look for. Yeah, and jumping off what you said, yeah, that's what I meant by Vitavea hopefully having a big big day because yeah. if he's pushing the pocket backwards. There's no running lanes. That's why we thought we should have drafted him to begin with. He's going to help everyone else have an easier job. So yeah. David and Taylor will have easier paths to the ball, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, I mean it's it's not like Drew Brees starts off the game passing deep every game. Right. He doesn't. They they start it by running the ball mm-hmm. and dump little passes, and then when you get annoyed, then they go over the top. That's their little chess piece game. Mm-hmm. And watch now, watch them throw a seventy five yard bomb <laughs> the first play of the game. But it, that's just playing just analytics. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Sean Payton made a point about analytics today. But but they that's all they do. They they run and they. Throw short until you get annoyed. Then you start coming up too close, and then they bite you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then Sean Payton made an analytics point today. He was like, I made a bad call on the fourth and one. I wish I would have had it back. Mm-hmm. Should have taken a field goal, but our analytics said to take it. Mm-hmm. Go for it in fourth and one. I don't know. And he was talking about, oh, I have plays I like to call that I want touchdowns with. I don't want two-point conversions with and stuff like that. But I'm like, <laughs> okay, at least analytics is being known and thought of. Right, but it doesn't matter. It was fourth and one. Your team just didn't couldn't convert. I mean, it, 
you put it in the ball, the ball in the hands of your best guy, but he just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. That's will, that's want to, according to me. Well, I mean, it was cool to see him talk about analytics, and yeah. that refers to how I view the Saints. They dink and dunk, run the ball really well, and once the other team gets annoyed, boom. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, that's that's Drew Brees. And they're down a couple of receivers. I think Ted Ginn's been out for a while. Uh, they also lost. I'm trying to think who the other guy is. But, yeah, they're down. Is that UC, UCF guy still hurt? I think he's playing the Trey, Trey Smith, I believe yeah. his name. or yeah, Trey Kwan or something like yeah, that, Smith. Yeah, I think he's playing. I think, actually, he's their starter opposite of Michael Thomas. And he's banged up, too. Michael Thomas has a bad ankle, so... Yeah, and you know, you go back to the conditions of this game. I mean, it's probably it's going to be wet. It's going to be rainy, so um, that's going to play a factor. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, again, I think like we said, the game plan to to stop their offense is basically you have to stop the run first. You got to make Drew Brees. I know it's it's like well, what you want Drew Brees to have the ball in his hands. Yes, but you have to take away that easy stuff that he just continues to hit on every time. So. It's going to be key for our safeties, our pretty much our safeties and our linebackers to play very smart. Corners are going to have to be aggressive as far as their commitment to get off of, off of blocks and make sure they're in the right spots. Uh, but, I mean, again, it starts all up front. This is a game where it's going to be one up front. Defensive line is going to have to play even better than they did last week because the Saints offensive line is, is a much better pass-blocking uh, line than the Panthers per se. Now, they are down their left tackle, Armstead, which is huge because that's their best offense lineman. They have Bushrod at, at left tackle, and he had <laughs> he had struggles last week um, against, um, who was it? I think it was Lawrence Dexter. Or, no, Randall Gregory. Randall Gregory, yeah. yeah. And um, the other guy, Lawrence, yeah. on the other side was, was causing havoc. So, yeah, it starts with D-line up front. Yeah, I mean, and that's, again, we, we have very comparable – Defensive lines. We really liked a lot of guys on their defensive line. True. But we have guys that we really like as well. We have a complete length all along the line and mm-hmm. size all along the line. So we can manufacture, like I said, the same similar results. It's just – and what what we said about the Bucks offense being a vertical offense, it's higher likely that something bad can happen if the ball's in the air that long. Yeah. So unless we have the secondary of Lovey Smith – then we're going to get toasted. But we're not playing that defense. (laughs) So you want the ball in the air for a while, especially make Drew Brees get uncomfortable and have to throw this without getting anything behind it Mm because his his arm isn't like it used to be. Right. And that's what the Cowboys were trying to do. Yeah, the one touchdown they gave up was a deep ball. Mm -hmm. But it looked to me like it was like a crowd. He's like, shit, I'm just throwing this over there. Mm -hmm. And the guy made a play. Yeah. So either way, just take away the easy stuff. Make it a hard game for them. Mm-hmm. And our D-line has been playing. That's I, I think that's why our secondary is doing better because yep. the D-line has been playing way better. Yep, is sure. it just because of JBP and Nassib? I don't know. It could be Bay is helping them out that much because he's drawing that much more attention. Mm-hmm. Again, the people need to start noticing what Bay is doing. Yep. And, I mean, yeah, it begins up front. It always has. Mm-hmm. And – I hope they keep playing at that high level. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like talking like it's competitive. That's why I like talking. <laughs> yeah, and, and one last point on the uh, going for it on fourth down, like you were talking about the analytics of, Sh- of Sean Payton. Uh, I think I saw this earlier in the week. Uh, Dirk Cutter was actually one of the the 
highest to go for it on fourth down. I mm-hmm. think he was like one of the top. He was probably like the, the most top. Aggressive. Yeah, most aggressive. I think it was him and uh, Doug Peterson, if I'm not mistaken. He was up there, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Um, I mean, there's times when you you have to go for it. And you like like a lot of coaches in this league say, you have to play to win the game. And that's, you know, that's what we've seen the, you know, the last two weeks as far as playing safe. And, and as we get it going into the offense, as far as offense versus the Saints defense, the big factor of that offensively is Jameis Winston. He's just been, he's been outstanding these last two weeks. You can really see like when he's dropping back, he's really making uh, reads out there, making the right decisions. I think the visor has really <laughs> helped him. because Got a swag back. I think it's helped him because and and Peter Cast made a great point about this. Um, they had Rick Stroud on, and he talked about it. He was like, "Yeah, I think it helps shield his eyes, you know, from defenders as far as you know they can't see into the visor because there's a glare on there, so you can't really see his eyes." And I think that I think that's a good point. I think that does help, um, and really it helps Jameis because he can manipulate the defenders with his helmet instead of his eyes, as far as looking one way and then going the other way. Uh, so that that was a good point, and well, I'd say maybe. I mean, Vic Ward and Visor. I don't think he was really persuading anyone with his fake eyes. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'd be. I don't uh, think the safety from thirty-five yards away, yeah. is looking at his eyes and seeing his eyes. That's true. Just saying, and especially just, if the safety has a visor himself. Yeah. Like, maybe, I don't know about maybe, that. One. Maybe more the linebackers, as far as up close, you know that. I think it just it might play a part. Again, maybe looking too much into it. But overall, Jameis has just been way better with his decision-making. Him running the football is nice to see again. I thought that's what he did well in 2015 as a rookie. And it's nice to see him take advantage of these running opportunities. And I think he'll have more on Sunday because of what the Saints do defensively. Yeah, and so and a big thing with Winston, he came out saying, well, I'm just being more simple. Mm-hmm. I'm making it more simple. I remember, I think it was the a true life Doug Flutie, mm-hmm. when he said he, the first time he went out there, he was like, "Holy shit, I'm on an NFL team. I'm a five little shit bastard. What am I going to do?" And he was like, "Well, all I did was I know this is where the ball's supposed to go. I'm going to throw it to that spot. Hope my guy's there." <laughs> he said he threw it there. The guy caught it. Yeah. The play came up again. He's like, "Holy shit, what am I going to do? <laughs> the play's supposed to go here. Okay, hike. He threw it to where it's supposed to be. The guy was there." So, literally, it was just him doing repetition, what's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. where the ball's supposed to go. He didn't even try and, like, oversmart the defense. He just knew where the ball had to go, and he threw it there, and he expected the guy to be there. And Winston's doing that. Yeah, yeah. He's making it simple. Literally, he's seeing his first route. If it's there, he's going to throw it before the guy's breaking. He's been doing that beautifully. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, he's looking the other one. If it's not there, he's running. And I, I love that right now. He's he's being simple. He's looking first read, second read. I don't even think he's getting to the third. He's just running. Mm-hmm. And usually the third is him running, and if he sees something while he's running before he scrambles out of the pocket. Yeah. And that's another thing, like you are saying, the Saints defense is very aggressive. They're usually man or one high safety. They're a pressure defense. And, yeah, and they, they disguise a lot of their defensive calls, too. They like to put their linebackers on the line and then pull them back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're very aggressive, and – you can use that to their advantage. I mean, Dak Prescott got a lot of first downs running the ball. Yep. And I can see Winston doing the same thing. And he's a hard man to bring down. Yeah. He's goofy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like Mark said, I mean, they play a lot of cover one. It's a lot of single high safeties, uh, press coverage. 
Now, you look at the Saints defense, very much improved from what we faced in week one. We're not going to be able to do that again, I don't think. I don't think we're going to put up 48 on them. Uh, again, you had a lot of things go your way in that game as far as just everything working. Deep ball accuracy was on point. You had Deshaun Jackson, you know, getting one-on-ones wide open. Uh, same thing with Mike Evans. Uh, you look at their their personnel, pretty much the same front four. Uh, Sheldon Rankins is much improved. That guy is, I think, the number one guy you have to look at. And Cam Jordan, obviously, on the right side or the left side. Uh, their their nose tackle Tyler Davidson he's he's average again what he does is pretty much in there for base and, and run coverage not average against Beninock yeah that's true he'll probably he'll probably look much better against Beninock um, but then you look at some of their sub package guys like Alex Okafor is, is a dangerous guy you look at Marcus Davenport the rookie so those guys are coming on strong and then their linebacking core. Uh, you know, Mark pointed this out to me this morning, Demario Davis, mm-hmm. that guy is everywhere and he makes plays. Um, and then their other linebackers are kind of just, uh, very good at stopping the run. I mean, that's their strength. Like they, very good. they know how to go downhill. Um, you're not going to be able to run outside as far as the toss plays. Those are just not going to work because they tore those up against Dallas last week. I think Dallas had more success just going up the middle. And that's something that, the Bucks should look at and try to do, uh, but it's going to be tough sledding to run the football. Yeah, I'll say this. Demario Davis, jumping off what you said, he can run sideline to sideline. He sets up other players. He'll run into offensive linemen. He'll stack guys up just to make a play for someone else. Right. Like, that guy is aggressive. I, I, I've i seen a lot over the year, the year but he's he was exciting. I mm. liked why I kept watching and rewinding it and watching it. Um but he dangerous. You can't you can't run outside. We can't run outside to begin with. Right. We're not going to do it against the Saints. Uh, Sheldon Rankins. Yeah, I agree. But I found a weakness. Davenport isn't the best against the run. He got True. manhandled against a tight end, like a really small tight end, mm-hmm. and they allowed it a seam for for Elliott on a play for like I think it was a gain of seven. But if you can see Davenport there, I hope they notice that and run a play right at him because yeah. that's stuff you got to do especially against rookies or smaller defensive ends you got to notice the personnel and execute yeah. it and we, they've been doing that little by little more mm-hmm. right we're not just running vertical offense right so hopefully Winston can notice that call switch it up to switch the direction of it mm-hmm. and yeah you know, I'm not expecting Benenock to be a savior or just do anything I'm not expecting Kappa to be anything either but <laughs> Donovan Smith needs to do much better. Yeah, he much, needs, much better. He needs to have a better game this week. He had a terrible game last week. Uh, he's been very inconsistent so far over the last several games. He's going to be someone that has to step up. I think we're going to get Demar Dotson back in there this week, so I think that will help. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they use Wester as like a six lineman uh, per se, and see if that will help them run the football a little bit. But we'll see. I mean, those guys are going to have to be better up front offensive line-wise. I think Marpet and Jensen have been our best linemen. I think they need to be better as well, though, more consistent as far as just being in the right spots. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I think defensively, you know, Mark made a great point about Davenport. I think that's someone you can attack if you, if you want to run that way, but also run screens. You know, again, this is a very aggressive defense. I think if you can set up the Adam Humphrey screen or set up a running back screen along those lines, maybe even a tight end screen to, to Cameron Brake, any of those things I think are something you got to look at to, you know, change it up. 
But I think, you know, the last two weeks have shown what this offense is capable of when they're smart with the football. Smart as far as taking what is there and not doing too much. You know, again, it's not looking for the big play all the time. It's about finding your your key guys and Adam Humphreys, Cameron Braid over the middle or to the sidelines. And that's that's key. I think that's something we got to look at. Yeah, and another two things. The only touchdown the Cowboys scored was off of a screen. Right. They, they faked it. They, they were acting like they were going to go to the screen to the left, but they went to the right. Mm-hmm. And Zeke just ran it in. It was actually an easy touchdown. Yeah. So that you're right. They're very aggressive. They're going to go to where they think it's going immediately. They don't think about it. They just go. But right. that's why they're a good, aggressive defense. And another thing, because they're so aggressive, they play – they usually rely on – Lattimore, and now they're relying on Eli Apple on the side. Mike Evans loves Eli Apple. Mm-hmm. So I would challenge Eli Apple. Yeah, You're going to challenge Lattimore again. Please do it later in the game. Right. Um, and also, comeback routes. Mm-hmm. Because they're so aggressive, they're going to be on you. They're going to keep running with you. If you do a comeback or go and give me an out, Evans loves those routes. Mm-hmm. Hit it. Hit it all day. Even Godwin loves those routes. Those are going to be open because they're going to be so super aggressive and not wanting to get beat be deep mm-hmm. because they're on man so much. So, I mean, those are two big things I say. Like you were saying, hit the the screens, the Humphreys or even break just to get them off balance. And then if you're looking to run your quick play, do an out or mm-hmm. a comeback yeah. to Evans or Godwin on the outside. Cause I mean, they're pretty much leaving them on islands out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, their corners are going to be left alone. Uh, again, that's what they did against Dallas. And, and Dak made a lot of good throws as far as just overall timing, uh, very accurate with the football. So they're going to challenge our receivers. But I think the key is um, use of RPO, use you know your play actions. Even if you're not running the ball successfully, still use the play action. Like because Mark said, they're very aggressive. Those linebackers are naturally going to come up because they want to stop the run so bad. So I think, you know, utilize that. Try to try to use, you know, Evans and Godwin in the slot a little bit. Try to get them on different mismatches and see what you can attack. Uh, but I agree with the comebacks, you know, the out routes, the the corner routes to the to the sideline. I think those are things that you can use and use well. Uh, and if you do get the look, I mean, you can always use the old nine route and try to hit them deep and, yeah. you know, try to get them off balance. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, there was a play that – a huge play they got that – I think it was when they did score the touchdown. Literally, is a Mike Evans special. The the fake it to him, pump, and he goes. Yeah. Pump and go. Stop and go. Right. And it was a huge game. Who was it on? Eli Apple. Yeah. I guarantee you you see that again mm. this game. And I'll put all this out there. I, I know I didn't put it out yet, but it'll be out, guys. <laughs> but the Saints defense, they sacked D- Dak seven damn times. Yeah. But Dak Prescott was 24 for 28, 85%, 250 yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, that's, efficient that's yeah. not giving them the ball so Jameis you gotta hold on to the ball eat it if yeah. they're there back Prescott ate it seven damn times yeah so just eat it like I know our offensive line probably isn't as good as the Cowboys run one two go right yeah I think and back to the passing game and I think you know, as far as the run game goes, I think we still need to try it. But again, yeah, I'm not saying not abandon it. Yeah, if it's if it's you know getting us anywhere from two to four yards, I'll be happy. I think that's going to be key. But you look at like what Mark was saying as far as efficient taking care of the football. I think what they need to do with Jameis, and they've done it over these last two weeks, is keep him in rhythm passing options. As far as when he's dropping back, it's one, two, and go. 
Yeah, so when they do that, I think you know, Jameis has shown great passing, like passing with an, an uh, anticipation, and that's you know that's been on point. So I think when they do that and keep his options limited as far as just getting him in rhythm, it's one two and just let it go. I think Jameis is in good hands, and I think that's something that they have to do against the Saints. Uh, but that's pretty much how we think. You know, offensively we got to attack against them. Again, turnover battle is going to be key. Uh, stopping the run is going to be a big factor. And then obviously getting pressure uh, on Drew Brees. And then, you know, when offense gets down there in the red zone, we got to score. It's it's simple as that. Got to score touchdowns. Uh, but it should be a fun game. Uh, we're going to be there at the game. Yes, so, so that'll be interesting. It's probably going to rain. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it's just like, you know, it goes for 30 minutes and then it's over. But it looks like it's going to be an all-day thing. But Best bring your bib. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to get messy. It's going to be messy. Yeah, we better bring our ponchos. We'll have them ready. Uh, but it should be fun. Uh, again, this is this is a game where, you know, it could really go either way because the Saints have uh, always play us tough. We play them tough. It's always a close game. And we beat them the last two times at Raymond James. So that's in our favor. Uh, but with that being said, I think we're going to change gears and we're going to get into our next coaching candidate that we think would be a good fit or looked into, you know, as a, as an option. And that is Lincoln Riley, who the fans voted for. Um, and, you know, this is a, a hot topic because Lincoln Riley is one of the hot names out there. His offense at Oklahoma is just on fire. They averaged, I think, 50 points a game. Kyler Murray is a Heisman candidate, and he probably should win the trophy. I hope he does because uh, he's been outstanding. Uh, their team overall is just – it's a machine. Uh, defensively, you would like to see better, but I think that whole league really doesn't play defense, let's be honest. It's just, you know, up and down, you know, throw it around and, and see who has the most points. Uh, but him, Lincoln Riley, is just – he's a character, uh, very smart offensive mind. I think he's been around Oklahoma for a while now, uh, learned under Bob Stoops. Uh, I think he coached at East Carolina uh, before um, – so he's been an offensive mind for a long time uh, and still very young. I think he's only 35 years old. Yep. So this guy, uh, I mean, he has potential as far as, you know, us personally, I don't know. I just, I'm not the one to go into the college ranks when you're looking for an NFL head coach. Uh, Mark, what's your, what's your thoughts on, on Mr. Riley? Yeah. I mean, you're right. I, I agree with you that mm-hmm. I think that's why we agree a lot about the college coaches. Yeah. They're they're good at college coaching. Coaching. Once they get to the NFL, they usually don't do as well, and they have to learn and come back. Like the Pete right. Carroll's the best, like example, point, right? Yeah. Like his example. He did terrible his first time with it. He left, went to USC, mm-hmm. started dominating again. His second chance, they're going with Seattle. He did damn well. He built right. a, a whole damn team, mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl, got to another, lost it by a yard, and he's still competitive every yeah, year, yeah. and doing he's well. doing it right. Saban did bad. <laughs> Spurrier did bad. Yeah. Shiano um, did bad. Lane Kiffin did bad. I mean, there's a whole, Chip Kelly did bad, and that's that's the biggest one. So everyone talks about Lincoln Riley's new offense. It's it's revolutionary. It's crazy. It's everyone's wanting to to do it. All these NFL teams are asking him questions. Yeah, because NFL wants to get any advantage in any way to to win a game. Right. Are they going to fully do his offense? No. But do they, imp, imp, like, add it to their their 
weaponry or add it to their coloring box or a little Swiss <laughs> Army knife. Yeah, they do right. that because yeah. that's what NFL millionaires are trained to do. That you've got to win a game or you're losing your damn job. Right. So, yeah, that's what do you think Kansas City does? Kansas City's the closest to what he does mm -hmm. in this air raid offense where it's right. just a lot of passing, pass, 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 uh, no huddle, yeah. quickly get the ball out. Um, it's, like a, it's, it's a lot of simple concepts. Yeah, a lot of simple concepts, yep. easy reads, but it's quick. Mm -hmm. And get and you have to have a, a quarterback with a quick release and has an option to run the ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, and yeah, that's what I was saying. Which a lot of power to yeah, that quarterback. Yeah, so, yeah, he has the majority of the power. Right. And that's why Kyler Murray is doing so damn good. Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield loved Lincoln Riley. But the thing is, and I'll actually play that for you. Mm. So... All of y'all who, if you don't listen to the, what is it called? Sims and Leftco podcast. Sims and Leftco podcast. Yeah. Great podcast. Mm -hmm. And this is Chris Sims talking about what he views of Lincoln Riley. And this is pretty much we agree fully. Just say, Lincoln Riley's a really good football coach. Lincoln Riley, though, would be another guy that I would just tell everybody. He doesn't even know what he doesn't know, everyone. I mean, well, what do you think about his offense? I mean, his offense is good. I've covered him at, when he was at East Carolina, the offensive coordinator there, and I was just getting in the business. The offense is good, but it's not enough for the NFL. I mean, it's not something revolutionary every week. No. Do you know what we have? You know who was revolutionary who came in the NFL every week? Chip Kelly. How did that work? Yeah. Yeah, there's not, revolutionary for college is not revolutionary for the NFL. And there it's you, true, right? There you go. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like Chris Sim said, I mean, revolutionary is not for the NFL. It's not, you know, college. Yeah, it can work in college, but you look at Chip Kelly, like he brought up Chip Kelly, and what he was trying to do, I mean, that was changing the game as far as NFL, and that didn't work. So, you know, to bring in a Lincoln Riley and expect the, you know, expect different results, expect it to be something out of this world. No, it's it's not going to be that. And you look at him as an overall head coach. I mean, defensively, he hasn't been able to figure it out. Uh, you know, and that's a question mark. You you look at these guys that are winning. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs, their defense is not great, but you know, you still have to have a defense. You have to have a competitive defense, and that's something that you know still needs to be desired from from a Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think just everyone wants Sean McVay. Yeah. And they think offensive genius Lincoln Riley, and they they kind of look alike. They both have mm -hmm. like the five o'clock shadow, yeah, like same kind of build, mm -hmm. nerd not nerdy, but just they look similar, yeah. And they both resemble like a, a powerful man that knows how to call their offense. And don't get me wrong, I like I love Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Like I'm rooting for them in this college playoff. Like, yeah, for I sure. love Kyler Murray. I love the difference in offense and how. Cool it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm the one that keeps saying, oh, keep running an RPO. If they're not stopping it, keep doing it until they do. And then you switch it. Yeah. But the thing is, it's just you, you can't force this. This guy's been a head coach for two years mm -hmm. in this. He, before that, he was never a head coach. Right. He was always an offensive coordinator or a QB's coach. And he was a QB, a walk-on QB, I think, at Texas Tech under Mike Leach. And this he's like their, not the originator, but he's one of the big ones that do the air raid offense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I forgot the guy's name. It was like Lavelle or something like that. Some, I don't know. But, yeah, they're just uh, pass the ball down the field mm -hmm. offense. And Pat Mahomes, yeah, Texas Tech. Yeah. So everyone knows Texas Tech, Pat Mahomes, 
air raid. That's why Kansas City likes to run what the hell they're running. Mm-hmm. But it, their offense isn't primarily that. Right. Okay. So if you're thinking Lincoln Riley is going to make us Kansas City, it, it you, you wish, <laughs> you, you hope that's possible. And those that would say Chip Kelly just didn't have the personnel, well, I mean, the, the field itself is smaller yeah. here. And Chip Kelly spread everything out and wanted quick and then get to the ball. Mm-hmm. Go. The thing is, it's smaller, and our defenders in the NFL are way faster. There's no, there's not many weaknesses. We try and point out weaknesses, but it's hard. Yeah, we we may see something in tape, but that's because we ain't, we looked at it a bunch of times. Like, oh, this guy is he's mm. kind of slow, but when, when it's in the game, it's hard to push it that fast. Right. So yeah, I do I like Lincoln Riley? Yes. Would I want him to come here at in this point of time? Most likely, no. Yeah, I agree. I, I think every other. Fan would think we're crazy idiots, but but I honestly don't think he leaves. Yeah, I, I don't think he think, stays. I don't think he leaves either, and I don't think he's ready right now. I don't think he's ready for the NFL game. I think he still needs time to you know really figure out what he is as a coach and what he can be um, going forward. I think I I just you know Chris Sims brought brought up he doesn't know what he doesn't know, and. Um, mm-hmm. I think that means like he just he doesn't have all the answers right now, and I think he still needs time to figure everything out. And like Mark said, I don't see him leaving. I think he can stay with Oklahoma as long as he wants, make a lot of money, um, probably make more money than he would in, in the NFL. So that's hard to pass up, and I think he loves it there. Um, really build a dynasty in Oklahoma. I think that's what he has the chance to do. Uh, but it would be an interesting option. Um because his offense, like we said, is very simple at its core, but it works. And it's very fun to watch, which would be nice to see. But I just don't think he's ready to you know, take, take the NFL game on. That's just me. Uh, and you brought up Sean McVay. You know, Sean McVay, I think, and unfortunately, unfortunately hopefully not the Bucks, but other teams are going to fall into the trap of Sean McVay and try to look for that next guy. No they, doubt, no that, doubt. That they think is, you know, the next Sean McVay. Sean McVay is the exception. He is not the rule. Um, he is he's one of a kind, um, and it's sad that we had him here in Tampa and let him go. <laughs> um, so, but, you know. <laughs> Hold him, bro, and done. Just molding yeah. <laughs> him and then, okay, take over. Right. <laughs> Well, we could have just fired – we fired Gruden, and we could have just kept McVay and let him be head coach like we did with Raheem. But, but we chose Ra. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's 10, 10 years ago. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just – I don't think Riley's ready, and I think we got to look into a more uh, high-profile guy that has been NFL experience, and we've, we've mentioned some of those already. And I think those would be better fits. I think in next week's podcast, we'll probably get into either another college head coach or, yeah, college head coach that we think might be ready. And then we're starting to look in more into, you know, these offensive coordinator types that are around the league. Because everyone wants offense, offense. I mean, yeah. someone put up on Twitter about Chris uh, Richard, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to put him on the list. I, actually, I'm not going to put a college coach on the list. It's all going to be – more coordinators okay. again, and then we'll do another college coach next week, probably. All right. All right. So, because Chris Richard's probably going to be a good one. John DeFilippo, everyone wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what's his name? Matt, Titans offensive coordinator. Matt LaFleur. The Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Like, there's a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah, we, we want to get all into these so we mm-hmm. can, so y'all and we know about these guys before 
if we do fire cutter, which we think we will, mm -hmm. who we're going to hire. Yeah. Don't be blind saying, oh, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, Chris Richard is gaining a lot of steam, and I think that's someone we'll definitely be talking about. He's becoming the fan favorite among Bucks fans uh, very quickly. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to uh, to dive into. But I think that's – are we going to – any more thoughts? Are we going to cut it up from yeah, here? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to Lincoln Riley because, I, honestly, I don't want him just because of the coaching – how I feel like college coaches do right. when they come to the NFL. But if he, we did hire him, I'd be all for it because it's fun. It's mm -hmm. cool to see. It's all misdirection. That's all it is. Yeah. They make you think one way, and they, they go the other. They, their whole offensive line moves are one way, and they right. go the other way. Yeah. So it's cool. And Kansas City is the closest thing. That's why I think Eric Bieniemy mm -hmm. is a very good candidate as long I mean, just, and I think Jameis would succeed in that. Yeah, it yeah. makes more sense. But, yeah. hey, <laughs> just it's not my job. It's... Cutter would say, that's not, that's not in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk on Twitter. Be sure to follow us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play. That's where you can find the podcast. And hit us up with uh, question and comments. And as always, go Bucks. Let's beat those Saints. Go